Another icon of the sport sails off to greener pastures. Kobe Bryant, ladies and gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Hero of Los Angeles. Is he? No, but a lot of people here like him. I mean, that's something, right? He's a legend of Los Angeles sports. That's a thing. You can't really argue it. No. I mean, if they made a Mount Rushmore, I mean, maybe he's on it, at least well, the co- last 20 Magic years. Magic Johnson says he's the greatest Laker, so... Oh, well, if Magic Johnson said it. If most people think Magic Johnson is the greatest Laker, and he says that Kobe is the greatest Laker, he's either being uh, overly humble... He is. Or it's the truth. Uh, I'll go with the humble part. Magic Johnson is ten times the player Kobe Bryant was. Thank you. Well, he's more <laughs> versatile, for sure. Uh, well, he played center. In his yeah. rookie season in the NBA and like the NBA Finals. So let's go ahead and give him some credit for being kind of a really uh, a movable player. Uh, but Kobe Bryant, now, how do you feel about this? Kobe Bryant in his final final game of his career, everybody knew Kobe was going to come out and just jack up every shot physically possible, right? Like this was but not they were exactly... literally Okay, towards the end of the game, he started hitting a bunch of shots, though. He was hitting shots. But also, if you really watch that game, there's dude just mugging guys, setting screens, like grabbing them, and they're not calling anything. No. No, you. Oh, please! Like the NBA refs aren't going to be like completely like uh, a part of the show as far as helping Kobe do some sort of crazy thing on the way out the door. And Kobe had how many shots in the game? Fifty. Uh, Fifty. Fifty shots in the game. That's insanity. Now I will say this: that's more than one a minute. I'll say this: <laughs> at the end of the game, they got up by three. He got a rebound, and they were going to foul him. And instead of letting them foul him, he threw it down court, and they got a dunk. He could have just held on to it. He could have got 62 points. Well, he gets 60 points is the punchline for all but of this. But 61 is his second highest. Uh, yes. So 62 would have been like his... Yeah, except when he misses the free throws, and that's what we remember him going out on. I guess, but he just made two free throws like uh, five no. seconds before that. Kobe, like a t- the tool that he is, gets an assist in his final NBA play. <laughs> <laughs> the one time he gets rid of the ball not to shoot it right. in that game especially 48 minutes in a basketball game right yeah 50 shots yeah, he played 42 minutes that's ridiculous it's there that's was a bad point it's literally every time down the it court was kind of cool i have to say this it was kind of cool like he was i mean he's he's not a guy that plays 42 minutes anymore and you could see he right. was laboring yes and he was i mean that's the one thing as kobe bryant uh, that I'll remember that you can't take away from him. That guy played hard. You know what I mean? To, to the point where he <laughs> ripped his Achilles because he, you know, he I wasn't was going to rest. Playing hard has never been the problem with Kobe Bryant. Not at all. On any level. The guy is a gamer. Uh, there's a lot of criticism you could have of his game. He's a fantastic shooter, a very athletic scorer, played harder than just about anybody else out there that I've ever seen. You know, But come on, 50 shots in the final game? Well, they, they kept telling him. To, to shoot. Keep I mean, going. Well, that's what the crowd came to see. Let's face it. The entire season of the Lakers has been leading up to that moment. They've been trying to keep him healthy, resting him maybe too much, not playing him a whole lot, just trying to keep it going just for this one game at Staples Center where he's going to go off and score a whole bunch of points and then walk out the door to an, uh, an ovation, a fanfare. Mm-hmm. And they got it. Hey, congratulations, Kobe. You got your one moment. I hope it was worth throwing away an entire NBA season for your franchise. Right. A whole year of not developing your young players. Uh, you know how like, nobody wanted to come to Los Angeles this year? That's why. <laughs> right. Nobody believes in it. Uh, but you know what it kind of reminded me of? It's like, you ever see those things? I think Nebraska football did this, where they have like at the training, like the red versus white game or whatever. Mm-hmm. Well, that's or, the spring game. The spring game. How they have like the equipment manager, like the 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 the, the handicapped kid who comes out onto the field. Then yeah. they hand him the football, and then they let him score through the defense. Yeah. 
That's what Kobe's last game was like to me. You know what's funny is sometimes those things happen, and then you see people share it like way later. Uh, yeah. Like you're, the thing you're talking about was a kid named Jack Hoffman. Yes. He had cancer. Yes. Pediatric cancer. <clears throat> I just saw one of our friends on Facebook share that like two days ago. Like, like it was yeah. new? Yeah. <laughs> From a spring game that really hasn't happened yet. Yes. <laughs> yeah, here's the deal. And, I, and people were responding to it being like, all the tears. Oh, so good. Come on, I was guys. like, did you guys not notice that this says 2013? Not that it's not still a good thing. <laughs> it's a great thing. Listen, anytime these people do these things for these kids, it's wonderful. I hate when it happens in a real game, in a practice game. That's hilarious and fun and good stuff. When you see, like, the high school team does it, and then they put, like, the equipment, the autistic equipment manager in mm-hmm. there, and then just let him run up the field. This is why I would not have played high school football very well, because if I was on defense for that game, I would have let him get to, like, the two-yard two line and then flatten him. I've never seen. I'm that. a terrible I've person. I've only seen that happen online. I've never seen it happen in person. No, well, I would hope not. You know, it seems like it happens once in a blue moon, and then it automatically is going to go everywhere because it's a premeditated thing. It's planned. Blah 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 blah. The state champions let it happen when they're up sixty-six nothing with thirty seconds to go. Yeah. You know, I mean, good for everybody involved. I just it 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 doesn't make me. It doesn't feel right to me. I don't know. It makes well, me feel if weird. it's in the spring game though, that's not a real. In game. In the spring game is fine because that's not a real game. Yeah. But anyway, hey everybody. You have made it to episode 131 of Raisin Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And you belabored that. Well, I wanted to make sure I enunciate my letters and my sounds. How's that working out? Great. (laughs) All right. Fair enough. So we got lots of stuff we're going to talk to, so we're going to get right to it. How about those Golden State Warriors? We're going to talk about them a little bit. I remember one of us predicted they would beat the record. One of us predicted they would not. And I was right. And I was right. Oh, I just assumed. <laughs> uh, Better Call Saul had a, maybe the best episode of the season. Maybe. Uh, pretty good episode nine. The NFL schedules come out. Another NFL hijinks and stuff. we got to talk mm. about that. And we played a little game. We talked about episode one of this game on the show. Blues. And? And bullets. Blues and bullets episode two <laughs> went live on the Xbox store. And we played it, Brent. We did. That was the thing <laughs> that happened. That was. <laughs> and we have some thoughts about it. Uh, we have to share with you because we can't help ourselves. And we're going to do all of that after three seconds of Blues Traveler. Okay, so the NFL schedule just came out as we record this yesterday on a Thursday. And. Very exciting stuff. Why am I so excited about the NFL schedule coming out? Is it just because it's new NFL something to it's look at? It's new. Uh, you know, it really doesn't matter. No. I mean, it, it does matter when you play teams, I guess. But you don't know. You never know. Like, it might be – you might think it's going to be a good thing. And it's like, oh, this guy is out for these three weeks, so it's actually a bad thing. That right. We, you know. No, you might think like, oh, no, I'm playing against uh, uh, the Houston Texans, for example, like mm-hmm. we are. And I think to myself, oh, man, they're really good. They might be 2-12 and 12 at that point in the season. Like, yeah, nobody knows. It's the NFL, man. Uh, one quarterback gets hurt, and the team goes in the toilet like in five seconds. Yeah, but uh, so they did come out though. But before we talk about that, really quick, hey, I did oh, hold on yes. one second. I did see something on NFL Network today where they were showing like teams, you know, dark horse teams that could could make a run for the Super Bowl. And and you know they they had like there was like six teams or sure, something. The Raiders might be in no, there. No, NFC, NFC. Oh, NFC. And they teams. said they said well, we, yeah, they had like five teams. Like yeah, you could throw in uh, uh, Detroit maybe because they have like a quarterback that could get ha- hot for like half the, a season. They're not wrong. 
half a season. <laughs> Whatever. I'll that's take kind it. of a back, backwards uh, compliment. Here's the deal. It's at least it's a compliment. Isn't Listen. he? Isn't he better than just hot for half a season? It's not like he's a Ryan Fitzpatrick last season, no. right? If you can, he's better than that. If you protect Matt Stafford, he will play at an exceptionally high level. Uh, he will overthrow a couple of guys because his arm is a freaking cannon. That's just the nature that's of his just game. The Jeff George in him. Yeah. I mean, I'm sad but true. Yes, I gotta say. But I mean, if you don't protect him, he's gonna try rushing stuff, and his accuracy is gonna go in the toilet. So yes, when he was under pressure the entire first half of the season against the Denver's of the world, when their line the line was playing terrible, yeah, he he didn't do good. And then um, uh, offensive coordinator gets fired. They bring in our pal Jim Bob Cooter who simplified everything, improved the offensive line. They started to gel as a young line. And all of a sudden, oh, who knew? They go 6-2 and two in the second half of the season, and he, every game he plays is really good. Who knew uh, not having to run for your life every play would help him as a quarterback? And by the way, Jim Bob Cooter, you would think that the Jim Bob would be the worst part of his name, but it's not. It's not. Not even. <laughs> I would say 99% of all people you meet named Jim Bob, that That's is the, the worst, worst part, part of their, their name. name. It's not for him. No. He's the one percenter. Yeah. Uh, fact, he, he's the one guy that has this name Jim Bob. It's like they call him by his last name. And he's like, uh, call me Jim Bob. Jim Bob is fine. Well, you know, his real name isn't even Jim Bob. Mm-hmm. He just says where I come from. Everybody named Jim Bob. <laughs> Love that guy. He's pretty What's awesome. His real name. I forget now, but I know it's not Jim Bob. Uh, so we got to talk about something that's happening in our very own backyard. First off, how about the Tennessee Titans trading away the first overall draft pick to the Los Angeles Rams? A team with a solid defense, a coaching staff that's been there for four or five years. Some would say four or five years too long. <laughs> Jeff Fisher. And all the only thing they're really missing right now is a quarterback. So what do they do? They, they trade away the future to go for the present. Go ahead and they go for the number one overall pick, which you would have to assume is going to be, I would assume, Jared Goff out of Cal. Unless they really, really like uh, the other guy. No, I mean, Carson Wentz, yeah, actually Carson Wentz. Is, is actually bigger than him, although he's an FBS quarterback. So he is a good uh, North Dakota State. Mm-hmm. So who knows what you're going to get out of him? I just, I guess to me, there's like a certain like regional thing that Jared Goff coming from Cal playing in as the first quarterback of the new Los Angeles Rams. Mm-hmm. There's something Makes to sense. that. You know, I mean, it depends too. Like, look at the kind of quarterbacks that Jeff Fisher has, has drafted, though. At Tennessee, Steve McNair, Steve McNair. Carson Wentz is more Steve McNair because okay. he can run around a little bit, and Jared Goff's more like a big, you know, uh, pocket passer. And intangible wise, and uh, as far as the scouts go, Carson Wentz is rated higher than Jared Goff. Well, and Carson Wentz, you can't say, you know, he's played. They they play a lot of good teams. They play a lot of the you know Division One teams, real every teams. Year, so yeah. yeah. So uh, you know, it's it's exciting and fun. And uh, hey, I like to see the Rams trading up to get the pick. Are they just trading basically like paying their penance for the fleecing Washington Redskins on that Robert yeah, Griffin the third deal? It's just like the universe correcting itself. Isn't yeah. it just like uh, nature abhors a vacuum, <laughs> so it fills the void whenever possible? Yeah, it seems like they gave up a lot, but it, I mean, it just depends. If that quarterback turns out to be a franchise quarterback, then it doesn't matter. Does it, not matter. How much would you pay for uh, Peyton Manning on your team with the Colts back oh, when he nothing, got drafted in 98? Right well, nothing now, but in 98. Two Papa John's pizzas. Two Papa John's. You wouldn't even want that. No. No, you would not. You would take Alex Smith over Peyton Manning, no joke. Right now. Because you hate winners. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes, yeah, so the Rams did it. Do you think this is a wise decision? I mean, is it the only thing they could really do? I think it's something they had to do, and and since they're not going to have their new stadium built for a couple of years, that gives them a couple of years. They so can they grow into it. Yeah, that's a, I, I didn't even think about that. That's a great point. Yeah, because you figure Case Keenum wasn't going to be the long term answer. What I know. Yeah, hard hitting NFL coverage here on the Raisin Brent Show. Case Keenum was not the long term solution in L.A. What? 
what? Oh, my goodness. Uh, how about the other thing happening in our backyard right now, Brent? Oh, uh, Dufresne pooping everywhere? Dufresne your dog pooping everywhere mm-hmm. is not the answer I was looking oh, for. Okay. In fact, I'm looking for is the party house, Johnny Manziel, oh, living with it, Josh it's, Gordon it's here like, in our backyard. It's like now it's it just sounds like made-up stories that are actually true now. <laughs> yeah, it's like you could Mad Libs a Johnny Manziel mm-hmm. story and it would turn out, oh, no, actually. That actually happened. There was a, insert crime here, okay, hit-and-run accident. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then uh, uh, they did the wrong thing by, oh, obviously driving away from the scene. Oh, yes, they drove away from the scene until they mm-hmm. found out that, oh, they actually were caught. And, and they, then uh, he was picked up by, oh, Josh oh, Gordon. Josh Gordon, that'd That's be funny. That's hilarious. Oh, wait, that actually happened. <laughs> Okay, uh, Johnny uh, bought a uh, rental okay. house. Johnny, Johnny, okay, rental house. I get it. And okay, he uh, uh, he, he uh, put out uh, he he put out cigarettes oh, on the carpet on the carpet. Okay, I and like that. He uh, destroyed everything. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I like that one. And he caused uh, twenty thousand dollars. It's a good uh, number. Is that a good number? Twenty yeah, thousand yeah, is enough. Thirty. Yeah. Want to go thirty? Just go twenty. Twenty. Okay, twenty thousand. Twenty thousand dollars worth of damage. Lips. Oh no! Wait, that actually. Oh wait, happened. that happened too. Oh my goodness! Yeah. What a train wreck. Is he going to be dead next year? Was his dad having a premonition? He might be. Look, we like Look, to make fun Drew of Johnny. Rosenhaus, but... Drew Rosenhaus says, I'm going to power power agent, picks up Johnny Manziel, and then six days later says, all right, I can't be responsible for this. I picked him up, and then I actually had a conversation with him, and I realized I don't want my good name, yes. <laughs> Drew Rosenhaus, I don't want my good name drawn through the mud with this guy. What a disaster. What a disaster Johnny Manziel is. And, and I wish him the best of luck. I hope he gets the help he needs. I know that he will not. Yeah. Jail is where it seems like he seems like a Titus Young situation, right? It's yeah. just one outburst after another that's eventually going to get him in jail. If he was less rich and less white, I'll tell you right now, Johnny Manziel would probably already be in jail. Can I go ahead and just put that out there? Right. So what are your takeaways? Let's see. Uh, to to pre- preface for everybody who's first time listening to the show, you are a the fan of what team in football? You are staring at me. Brent is a fan of the Oakland Raiders. That's right. And I am a fan of your Detroit Raider Lions. Raider Nation. Raiders. How do you even say that without Commitment like, to excellence. Throwing up. The autumn wind is a cold pirate. At Oakland Alameda Coliseum. <laughs> Jim Plunkett. <laughs> Dave Casper doing the holy roller. <laughs> no, for real. No. You, you are a fan of... <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs. I can't believe you went with that premise as long as you did, because that's so distasteful if the Raiders, to you. If the Raiders were good, it, I wouldn't be able to do it. Uh, here, the Raiders They're getting are, better. The Raiders are good. good. Spoiler alert, they are good. They're going to win your division next year. Can I they're say that out loud? <laughs> really? Yes, I do. Okay, so that's an official pick I'm going to put September. it out there. Yes, sir. Okay, when we, when we do our show in September, you have to pick the Raiders as the winner of the division. And I'll be right. Okay, cool. Excellent. Uh, so I'm a Lions fan. You're a Chiefs fan. I almost said Raiders again for no good reason. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, NFL schedules just came out. How do you feel about the Kansas City Chiefs schedule? Like, Give us a quick like one-minute synopsis of what you're looking for, what you're excited about, uh, what you're nervous about. Well, Chiefs' best pass rusher, Justin Houston, probably will miss the first half of the season. We don't play Denver until the second half of the season. We play him twice, so that's good. We have Christmas night against Denver. I'm very excited. That could even be the best Christmas present or the worst Christmas ever for me. When you get beaten by Mark Sanchez on Christmas night. Oh my goodness. Oh. Well, if he, Mark Sanchez plays, we won't. We won't oh, that's fair enough. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about any other quarterbacks. And who do you open the who do you open the schedule against? Uh, San Diego at home. That's a good. That's a good that's poll. Good matchup for us. That's yeah? a very good matchup for you. Excellent. Get a get. Hopefully, get a jump on the division week one. Start one uh, and zero and beating. Uh, uh, oh, I can't. I can't even think of his name. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. I hate him so much that I yeah, can't he's think kind of a name. tool. Yeah. 
Uh, can I say right now, uh, be careful playing San Diego week one of oh, the season. I know. We learned the hard lesson last year. You guys are playing at, at San Diego. At though. San Diego, yeah. that is correct, where we never play well anyway. But uh, the Lions, I'm very excited about the schedule. Last year, the What's schedule. the highlights? The highlights. First off, I'm a little bit disappointed in the NFL. For the second year in a row, we open with uh, three out of four games on the road. Thanks, NFL, doing us well, all the favors. If you can start out two and two in those. If you we know, start out, that's exactly what I've been saying. If we start, and it is lined up for us to start at least two and two, if not, maybe even better. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm, I'm looking at the Lions schedule. I got nine or ten wins. I think I put them at nine and a half. So if the Vegas line is probably like seven right now, I would definitely go and bet the over on that. I, I really like the promise. We don't travel west of the Mississippi the entire year. We play the L.A. Rams, and we get that game at home. Okay. And we don't play anybody else West Coast. The furthest west we go is Dallas. And I'm very, very excited about that. Well, yes, Dallas is west of the Mississippi, but you get the idea. It's yeah, the central it's, it's time zone. It's mostly south, though, kind yes. of. Yeah. Uh, we open at Indianapolis Colts, which, let's face it, weren't that good last year. If they haven't solved their offensive line issues, we got no problem in that game. Yeah. They don't have enough playmakers to make over the fact that Andrew Luck was hopefully, knock on wood, what be about, running for his uh, life. Reggie Wayne and uh, Marvin Harrison? Uh, I'm not. I'm not really Marsh, worried about those Marshall guys Falk. beating us Marshall at all. Falk and Edron James. That's a uh, one-two punch at running back. Uh, Fifteen years ago, yes. <laughs> so you're saying that has nothing to do with the game? This that is correct. Yes. Okay. Well, now, we'll uh, see. I'd be worried. We'll about just see. Colby Fleener, except he's not playing in New Orleans. So is so, he really? Yes, he is. He's on a monster contract. And then Dwayne Allen's the just the main guy in Indy kind now. Of, yeah. Uh, did they pick up any new wide receivers? Not yet. They need an offensive line, though. They, they had do. one of the bottom five in the league last yeah. year. Uh, but the thing is, so then we, we play. Right now, the only thing uh, that Andrew Luck's protected by is his neck beard. <laughs> that so. is correct. He's going to grow it extra thick for week yeah. one. I promise you that. We will punish him if we're lucky. Uh, however, we do play in, in weeks three and four at Green Bay at Chicago, which means our two big cold weather road games are both happening in September, not December, like every other season, seemingly. Okay. Looking forward to that. We have one primetime game. We play the day after Christmas, the day after your awesome game on mm-hmm. Christmas day we play monday night football at dallas cowboys in week 16 Ooh. that's gonna be fun no matter that's what the situation is and then we play green bay at home to end the season and if you don't think in my head i look at that game and go that's gonna decide the division right there one way or the other i uh, uh, uh i'm looking forward to it and thanksgiving day our other big national game because that's all we get mm-hmm. minnesota vikings this year which we haven't played since like 1993 on thanksgiving oh. day so uh, I look forward to it. I think it's good. I think it's a good schedule. Uh, our, it doesn't look too tough. We're playing easily the two worst divisions in football as our two out of conference opponents. Right. NFC East, AFC South. There are of those eight teams. I'm like I'd like to think we're going to go five and three or six and two in that set. Yeah. Combine that with the three and three in division, we'll say, and that's already eight wins. All we got to do is beat the Rams at home, which again with a rookie quarterback you'd hope would be doable. Right. And then um, the Saints on the road, we can beat them too. That's why I say nine or ten wins. Yeah, I looked at the Chiefs schedule and I thought uh, eleven wins. Wow. If they get a little unlucky, and they 10. got eleven last year, for and the they record. could and they could get twelve if they get a little lucky. Yeah. So. I like it. Well, Denver's not is going to be a shadow of their former self, you would think, because mm-hmm. they had to overpay to keep everybody that was good on defense, yeah, and their offense we'll is see. not going to be. We'll see. Every who's time, you, the ball, every time right? you think that, all of a sudden, you know, you're right. All of a sudden, oh, Mike Anderson, now he's good, and then oh, C.J. Anderson, now he's good. That's right. They just come out of nowhere. These running backs, and you know, not necessarily the quarterbacks. So when Ronnie Hillman goes for two K this right? year, <laughs> I know where it started. It was Brent Pope right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Any anything else about the schedule right there? No, I don't think either one of our teams has a Monday night game, though, huh? I have one against Oh, you Dallas. do have one. Oh, you have Monday night, one Monday, one Monday night. We don't game. have a Monday night you game. You have a Sunday night game. We have though. a Sunday night That's game, which actually least. is better than Monday night now. I don't know what happened to the Monday night brand. It's, I don't. Well, it went to cable. Yeah. 
it went to the number one cable network, ESPN. But at the same time, a network game will just by nature have more viewers Mm -hmm. than a cable game. Like that's that's what happens because some people don't have uh, cable. Hmm. That's weird. Uh, In the internet age, or or uh, or, you know, satellite. How many people do we know here in Los Angeles that don't have cable but have like the antenna and only get like three stations, but one of them comes in badly? Oh, I know a lot of. I know a lot of people like that. That's why I'm saying. That's why the Sunday night. That's why they can't get the Dodgers. Oh. Sorry, Dodgers. Sorry, Time Warner Cable, whom I do subscribe to. Do you really? So you can watch the Dodgers. Oh, I can. Yes. <laughs> you should. You should. You should pay. You should have Dodger fans pay to come over and watch the Dodger games at your house. Uh, you know Dodger fans. Yeah. I don't want them in my house. <laughs> God love you, Dodger fans. Let's just meet at the stadium, uh, I think okay? Some great people that are Dodger fans. You know what? You're not wrong. In any case, we're going to come right back and we're going to talk about Better Call Saul after three seconds of Bob Seger. And the Silver Bullet Band. I was a little too tall, could have used a few pounds. Tight pants, points, holler down. She was a black haired beauty with big dark eyes. And points all her own, sudden way up high. Better call Saul. This is episode nine, which means the season's almost over, Brent. It is. Just in time for Game of Thrones to hopefully start soon. Yeah. Did you see there was a thing about Game of Thrones today saying that after this season, season seven and eight combined will be 13 episodes? I've heard it? that, yes, that they're going to do shortened seasons for I the mean, whole thing. Because they're, they're racing to the end right now. I guess, but why? Why do they have to race to the end? The books aren't even written, so what's the hurry? Well, that's the idea right now, is they've run out of stuff to do, so now they have to pull original content, so, oh, we're done. No, but <laughs> they're know? talking with the writer, and he's kind of giving them broad strokes of what's going to happen. The writer, J.K. Rowling. Rowling. Oh, my bad. Uh, <laughs> It is rolling, in fact, though. Uh, Yes, but I know, but I'm just... Full crap. You didn't know that. You're a liar right now, sir. You lie! (laughs) Thank you, Congressman. (laughs) Uh, But Better Call Saul, this was episode nine. This was the best episode of the season, I thought. And um, it it made me happy. Hashtag best best record in the American League. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. you. Give it a week. Give it a week. Uh, We'll be up by further. (laughs) Yes. Um, so we finally found out what Mike was doing with that hose, with the nails punctured into it. Well, that's, what we, that's what you it's said. Exactly it was exactly what I yeah. said. Hey, I, I looked at it and I go, "Oh, that's a tire spike yeah. strip." Well, what else would it be? What's he going to go to medieval times and use it as like a, a use it hose, as a flail a hose mace? <laughs> He's going to start wailing <laughs> on people with it. There are plenty of things I suppose he could have. You know what would have been amazing though is if he would have actually like there's a shot like halfway through the episode that just shows him with the rhododendrons. Yeah, and he's actually using it for that purpose. I'd like it if he just like had it and he was just using it as a, a thin bed of nails and he's just laying on it. He's a freak at a, at a freak show. He's like one of those uh, yogi mystics who lies in the bed of nails at the the, the carnival. Yes, yes. that would have been amazing. No, he used it exactly how I said he was going to use it, and he, and he 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 stuck up that. Uh, um, Whoa, heyo, careful, Van. Oh, stuck. Okay, yeah. No, he wasn't doing that with the hose. <laughs> it's not that kind of show, Brent. Well, you almost made it that. Uh, well, you know what? Then I apologize to you and your family. Thank you, <laughs> and the families of all our listeners. Thank you very much. Yeah, you're you're welcome, everybody. Uh, he robs the guy. He does it without killing him. He does it without being seen. He takes all the money out of the tires, which I thought was kind of fascinating. And then uh, Nacho, of course, pulls him into the garage, and he's like, hey, uh, weird thing. Somebody hit our organization. Didn't kill anybody. We don't know who it is. I think it was you. I think it was you. <laughs> and hey, to, to Mike's credit, though, didn't deny it. No. He said, "Uh, yeah, that was me. He goes, well, obviously the driver was in on it. No one got hurt. Nope. No one saw my face. 
Did you see that Mike's, and this is what made that scene so cool, though, is Mike did this. Nobody saw my face. Nobody got hurt. I stole your money. I'm Oddly enough, it wasn't on the news because I'm trying to really embarrass your boss because yeah. he's a D-hole. And what, what, is, what ends up happening? Oh, a good Samaritan found the driver. So we killed the good Samaritan and yeah. buried him in the desert. Mike, in that moment, was defeated. He was beaten in that moment because his whole object was embarrass you, get you on the news. Uh, nobody got hurt. And, of course, an innocent person got hurt anyway because these are terrible people. I'm defeated. Was that, was that the missing dialogue from the That's show? Right. The look on his face and he's told, like, oh, a guy died. Actually, I, he was like, foiled. <laughs> he would make a great cartoon villain now that yes, I think about it. He needs to grow a mustache so he can twirl it. Oh, well, on a cartoon, he can do that. Yeah, I'm into it. Uh, so that was just an exciting moment. Like we see Mike start going down the road, though, of just like because he eventually gets to the point where he's killing people right and left on Breaking Bad. Obviously, he doesn't have compunctions about it in the future. What I love about this show is now we see like how the changes happen. It wouldn't be fun if these people were just the people that they are in the future, and now we're just seeing them do stuff. You got to have a journey, Brent. You got to have a character arc. Right. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. You are not. <laughs> and ever. It, no. Like ever. And we also had the amazing sequence with uh, Inside the House, where essentially um, Chuck figures out Saul was the one that flipped the numbers, and so they lose the uh, 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 account. Jimmy. Uh, well, Jimmy d- it moves the numbers on yeah. Chuck. He doesn't know him as Saul. He knows him as Jimmy. Excuse me. Right? Yeah, you're right. Jimmy. He's not Saul yet. Yeah. But. And so uh, he changes the one and the six and all the documents, which makes uh, uh, the, the, the firm leave Chuck's firm, HHM, and then go with Kim Wexler, mm-hmm. uh, Mesa Verde. That's what they're called. And um, and I just I love the fact that they do up the whole thing. They go to the house because Chuck wants to confront Kim Wexler and be like, "This is the man that you're shacked up with. Do you know about this man and everything he did?" And he essentially lays out 100 percent of what Jimmy did, mm-hmm. just based on thought, just guessing about it. And then Kim turns around and is like, "So you must have a lot of evidence then?" Yeah. No. Oh well, then I guess it didn't happen. In fact, I mean, you're embarrassing yourself right now. Yeah. But then they get in the car. And she just starts. She starts punching him because yeah. she knows it's true. Yeah, she knows it's probably true. And then as they're lying in bed that night, she's like, "Just so you know, uh, you know, Chuck's uh, good at finding stuff out or whatever, right?" Mm-hmm. Jimmy's like, "For no reason at all, I have to leave right now." Yeah. Oh boy, uh, need some Pepto Bismol. Yep, I'll be back. Gotta go. <laughs> Hits up the coffee shop. They're the coffee shop. The copy shop. Mm-hmm. How amazing is the actor who plays the 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 service clerk in the co- copy shop? That's uh, Tim Danridge. Yeah, he does a whole bunch of like web series. And I those made that name things. up. You're a liar. Oh. I made that name up. Here's the deal. Look at I, you. I recognized his face from TV commercials. Tim and Danridge. Web series. That's a good name. Yeah. I, you, here's the deal, people at home. Did you not believe him as well? That's the one you thing guys, I think I would know. Being Tim Dan- Ooh, what's Tim Danridge been in? Guys, I just changed my name to my stage name to Tim Dendridge. Uh, that was that's, great. No, here's the deal. Uh, that's a point for Brent. I'll put it Thank on the you. board. Thank you very uh, much. Believable. No, but I, but you recognize his face from like web right. series and commercials. The dude is doing all kinds of little stuff like that. It's exciting to see him in there because he's wonderful on this mm-hmm. show. Good job, Tim Dendrich. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we get Chuck in there after Jimmy pays him five hundred bucks plus two hundred more to to erase the tapes. Right. Say you never saw me. Mm-hmm. So when Chuck shows up wearing the jacket, he's just getting stalled out by the guy who's who's behaving a hundred percent perfectly. Yeah. Stonewalling him. I don't know what you're doing. Now you're making me mad by okay, asking me these now questions. You, now you need to leave. You need to leave, sir. I am trying to work. Thank you. <laughs> and what's happening as he stonewalls him, the, the electricity with the psychosomatic problem oh, that Chuck boy. has starts, like, starts messing with him, and Chuck starts getting angrier and starts getting more and more like out of control, and then the, the moment of conscience happens. 
were you doing the same thing I was watching the show when Chuck passes out, mm-hmm. hits his head on the freaking hard mm-hmm. on the uh, the uh, uh, table on the way down, and Jimmy takes one step out? Were you not just shouting like, "Don't do it"? No, don't, don't do it, Jimmy. Don't go in there. I wanted. I actually wanted to show when they showed what Jimmy was doing, just to show him like when he hit his head and passed out. Just to show Jimmy smoking a satisfying cigarette. <laughs> but you know that's not who he is. Stop it, you. Kim Wexler would do that. She might. She's pretty She's pretty cold when she wants yeah. to be. Doesn't want to be, Mm-mm. but can be. Uh, yeah, so it, then the question is, is Jimmy going to dial 911? Does it get traced back to him at that point? Because if he does it from his cell phone, it will be traced back to him. Well, I believe they showed in the, in the, you know, the thing for next week. They oh, I didn't watch that. They show him in the copy shop. Oh, do they? So, yeah. I believe. I believe. I well, here's hoping he doesn't do that. I hope that it's a tease that ends up being fake. Yeah. A fake tease. Yeah. I'd be into it. So we only have, I think, one more episode left, right? Because this is episode nine of the season. It's only a ten-episode season, right? I believe so, yeah. So well, what do we think is going to happen in the finale? Uh, I think Jimmy goes on a murderous rampage. Okay, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, How many uh, people do you think? Well, probably Chuck. Yeah, Kim Wexler. Kim Wexler, okay. Howard. Howard, of course. Howard, the the the, the couple. The couple. Uh, you know the ones that uh, the robbed get, uh, the people earlier in season one. Right. Okay. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Mike. Mike, you think he kills Mike? Well, Mike is probably it's the evil twin. Mike probably in Breaking Bad. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, <laughs> You're a writer, right? I'm just Tuco. Checking. Tuco probably also evil twin. Tuco, okay. He probably finds Jesse Pinkman kills him. Right. Uh, the other guy. Uh, what's the guy's name that? That accused Mike. Oh, Nacho? Nacho. He ends up being on um, Orphan Black, so I know he's not going to die <laughs> under a different name, but it's the same actor, so it's got to be the same character. Uh, well, we all know actors are only capable of playing one character. Thank you. That's why uh, Dustin Hoffman is basically the same so, guy in everything he's ever done. Now that I explained what's going to happen, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Well... <laughs> I think that uh, Kim Wexler is going to keep Mesa Verde. I think that Jimmy and Chuck are going to have a huge split. I think there's got to be some sort of a blow-up that happens with the relationship of Kim and Jimmy, perhaps. And at the end of the season, Jimmy's looking around with no friends. Mm-hmm. Seems likely to me, but that would be the extent of what I have to go with. Right. Maybe, maybe Chuck uh, is on his way out the door. Maybe we find out more about Chuck's wife, who's maybe. disappeared as well. Right. We don't. We've seen her in one episode, and not since then. I believe she's probably going to be. It's, she's going to be like that Jamie Fox character in the last Spider-Man movie. She probably got absorbed into the electrical wires, and she'll probably. That's what's. That's what's actually making Chuck sick is his wife emanating from the electrical wire. She's trying to come back into the physical world. Oh, it's like the movie Shocker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's she's basically Horace Pinker. All of a sudden, <laughs> Better Call Saul turns into some kind of like. Sci-fi thriller. Sci-fi thriller. As Chuck is lying on the couch, and the arms reach out and grab him and try to pull him into the couch. Ooh, as he's doing pottery. Oh my! <laughs> oh my goodness! That's not sci-fi thriller. That's ghost. Um, yes, I don't think that's going to happen either. I'll go ahead and put that on the record. Your touch. <laughs> um, I am curious. I kind of had a thought about uh, Chuck's Hello. wife. And that's, I think, is there a chance out there, and maybe this is just me being too obvious, that Chuck's wife is not there because she died by being electrocuted in some way, maybe struck by lightning or some way killed by electricity, Mm -hmm. and this is why Chuck has this weird phobia about electricity, because it got her, and he's worried it's going to get to him, too? Yeah. 
I just wonder. I don't know. Like, uh, this is just what I'm like. It's obviously something's going to happen with this character. This show is too intelligent and well thought out for this not to have a factor in the rest of the show. Is this when Saul shows that uh, when he became a teen uh, at puberty, he manifested the powers of the shocker? (laughs) (laughs) And he's going to use all of his powers up to kill Chuck. And no. that's why he doesn't have the powers later. <laughs> no, none of this is going to happen. He could have used those Breaking Bad. Because <laughs> he used them up. He used them up. <laughs> well, that's an interesting theory, Brent. We'll see, himself. If, we'll see if it pays off. <laughs> In I any like case. The, I love that scene when, when yes. Chuck's like, hey, ground yourself before you come in the house. She's like, what? And he's like, just, just touch that thing. Would it have been great if she like <laughs> pretended to touch it and then didn't touch it and then yeah. walked in the house? Yeah. I love that moment. And then too. touches Chuck and he flies back 10 feet. Ah! Yeah, and he melts. Not grounded! Oh my goodness. All right, we'll be right back. We're going to talk about our, one of our favorite games of the year, 2016. Blues and Bullets, episode two. And Bullets. After three seconds of... The Moody Blues. Nights in white satin Never reaching the end Blues and Bullets, episode two. Brent, we loved episode one. It is definitely a game that we played. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. <laughs> I enjoyed it, it actually. Was, I, enjoy, I don't know if I enjoyed it. I still don't know if I enjoyed it. Was that, I was, did enjoy this one. Did you enjoy the episode yeah, two better than episode I one? Yeah. I don't know that I did. I was. I thought it felt like sloppy storytelling to me, but what did you like about episode two? Um, it wasn't as weird. It made a little more it, sense. It did, sort of. Uh, there was some drama. You know, you had the whole thing where he was... He We saw the backstory of his partner. Yep. Who he was uh, cheating on... It. Are you sleeping with his partner's wife? Dockers. Yeah. Jim Dockers and his wife, Delphine. Uh, the, 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 the funniest thing, the weirdest thing that happened is there's, a, you know, the fisherman. The fisherman, on the... <laughs> <laughs> the fisherman is yelling profanity at the fish in the water, <laughs> telling uh, our hero Elliot Ness to uh, calm down and stop yelling so much as he's shouting as profanity. He's yelling, and he's calling, you know, he's calling out Satan. Calling out Satan. The great Satan yep. of the Billy Big Mouth Bass that he's going after. That's right. And yes, as he as a uh, uh, Elliot Ness is trying to have it's such a weird thing his back and forth with Delphine because he's just like uh, hey I brought mistletoe hey because that's what I did hey you want to have a kiss she's like oh you think forcing me to make out with you will solve all the problems of the show oh wait why are you breaking stuff in the- you gave me the broken one Dino Dino can we get the replacement pop filter thank you thank you can fix all the problems of our relationship. Do you think forcing me to make out with you? It's like, he held up mistletoe and made a joke, lady. Calm down over here. Right. These are the 1920s. You can't even vote yet. So don't even, don't even put a modern sensibility on this old 100-year-old scene. Stop it, you. Uh, but yeah, did you think it was weird that when they find out that four cops had been gunned down at Strawberry Avenue, he immediately, off the top of his head, knew who the four cops were despite no further information? Right, yeah. Oh my God! The four cops I know well, are dead. He he did know that he he, he knew he figured Dockers was going to be one. No, of he them. knew. No, he sent those guys over there. He sent he did. Doc, he sent those four cops over there. But they weren't necessarily the only cops he that sent maybe the went four to their death. He did. Yeah. Why? So he could hook up with the dude's wife. That's right. Do you like how at the beginning of Blues and Bullets it says we take utmost care to protect the integrity <laughs> of the of the real life people involved yeah. in here? And Elliot Ness is an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. He's a murderer. And a philanderer who not only yeah. cheats on his wife, but with his partner's wife. I'm glad to see that. What would they do if they were Al, trying to disrespect his legacy? Al Capone's running a luxury hotel out of the Hindenburg. Out of the Hindenburg so. <laughs> over the city of Santa Esperanza. Yeah. So, okay. So the, 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 show, the, the show, the game opens with the scene 
Uh, first off, it opens with a three-minute flyover through the scene that we're about to play in because I feel like they're out of ideas and they needed to pad for more time. Uh, that'll be great for when we uh, when we play the golf version of Blues and Bullets. <laughs> oh my god, that's what it felt like. <laughs> it felt like I didn't even think about that. It's oh, a look. golf flyover. Uh-oh, there's water there. I better watch out for that. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's a kid playing hopscotch there. Uh, yeah. Don't want to mess that up. So we go to hell. Elliot Ness is pretending to be a, a bad guy wrapped in his face, wrapped in bandages because he just had plastic surgery. And he's on this Russian nuclear submarine in the harbor of Chicago, a.k.a. Santa Esperanza. A nuclear Russian submarine in Lake Michigan. Yeah. So he goes through all the way, meets the guy. Does a, There's a huge shootout scene as he shoots his way out of the sub and into a room where they were holding captured children. Yeah. Can you explain to me exactly what was going on here? Uh, yeah, somebody was. They were they were capturing children and. Okay. Yeah. Children um, of criminals. We find out later. Children of criminals. Well, they were doing it to try to get. You know, they were trying to blackmail them and get money. But sure. Then a lot of times they weren't getting money, so I guess they just. Made them fight each other in a fighting pit. (laughs) And when that went boring, they'd have them fight rabid dogs five, six at a time. This was kind of, I don't even know if it's a complaint. It's just something I noticed at the first episode. It's like, it's like they throw in all these things that you see in other games. Yes. Yes, they do. (laughs) Oh, you need a fighting pit? Even though this is, this is back in the 1920s. 20s. Prohibition era. We need like a, 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 you know, a. A Mad Max style fighting pit. We do need that, yes. Uh, <laughs> With children, we need a you know we need a historical thing that's been turned into something else. Okay, cool. We have a Russian which is submarine, like a, which is like a, uh, something that would happen in Bioshock Infinite. Yes, know, for example. In this case, uh, we go back to the Hindenburg. Right, which is very exciting. Uh, I love I love that scene. Uh, to me, the detective scene was the best part about it, even though it wasn't even necessarily that good. Right. It was just interesting walking around, getting the clues, putting it together. Uh, it seemed pretty obvious, just taking a quick walk around without putting the clues on the board, yeah. what was going on there. Right. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have to be Sherlock Holmes to figure this out. Oh. Cages, blood, a chainsaw, a pile of dismembered bodies, also, oh, new- and a fighting pit. Oh, newly laundered clothes and showers. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder what happened here. Oh, Oh, there were no kids. Yeah. There are there are children's clothing literally everywhere around right. here. So either you're, you're kidnapping children or midgets. And I don't think people are paying good money for midgets. Right. Sorry, little people population who listen to the Raisin Bread now, Show. There's also Your time a, in the sun is over. The, the flashback thing where we're seeing things that happened in the past, right? That was so lazy. You go all the where way it's through just the like, police where, station. As we talked about before, it's very much like something that it was like a true detective season one. Type it was thing. a little bit. It kind of reminded me of a little Silent Hilly. Silent Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Where you, the weird thing is you go through the, the entire police station where basically nothing happens. Like, you just go through door after door after door exploring rooms that were nothing, there's nothing to see. Mm-hmm. So you find a long corridor, and then it teleports you all the way back to the first scene again. You have to run through the entire map again. Yeah. <laughs> because this is lazy storytelling. Yes. Also on the Russian submarine, we got another flyover. Yeah. <laughs> so just in case you, again, want to play golf on the Russian submarine. Yeah. And I kind of do now. The other thing is it's so hard to die on that game. I mean, do you ever die on that game? I died once playing it. I felt terrible about it. It's because you get the guy with the flamethrower yeah. in the shootout on the Hindenburg, and it says, let me try something. And the, the, the tank on his back was, like, bright red. Mm-hmm. So I thought maybe you had to shoot the tank and blow it up. That's what I did. And so I shot it three times, and then he turned and killed me. Oh. So then I just shot him three times in the chest, and then he died and blew up. Okay. They literally, the game wanted me to do nothing special, but made a big deal about, I'm about to do something, something special. Let me try something, and then it's like, oh, literally, it let me, just, it's just something. It's not a specific thing. Hey, I'm going to try something here. By something, I mean three shots to the chest. Boom, that worked. Wow. <laughs> hey, who knew? 
Yeah, it was. Uh, uh, that was kind of sloppy. And, and then we get the big uh, uh, final scene of Blues and Bullets, the satanic cult scene. Oh my so we get to cut to uh, uh, Elliot, or not Elliot Ness, is Al Capone's granddaughter in the cell mm-hmm. being offered a container of milk as the kid with no one hand from the previous game <laughs> is now taunting her. Yeah, he, he tried to escape and they he, cut off he his, lost hands. his hand. He blames her inexplicably, yeah. not the satanic cult that kidnapped him and put him in a cage. Right. It's Sophia, it's Sophia Capone's fault. Yeah. But Sophia Capone now has a puppy. They brought her a puppy because she they was good. They brought her a puppy because she, she was good. good. And then they offer milk. Now, here's the question. Did you give the milk to the kid? Did you keep it for yourself, or did you give it to the dog? Gave it to the dog. Of course you gave it to the dog. What else are you going to do? Well, because that little kid was a it's douche a nozzle. D-hole, man. I hated that kid. I wanted to be like, bleep you, kid. Yeah. Not my problem. Yeah. Oh, you're missing a hand? That's a YP. And by the way. They're, Not they're, an MP. But even, even if you wanted to give it to him. You're in cells across the hall from each other. How is he supposed to give her the It's milk? a whole bowl. I want to go back and play it again and see what happens if you give it to him. I bet it just spills anyway and he gets mad at you. That's what I'm saying. I, I figured the dog, because he, he kills the dog. He kills the puppy. Yeah, he does. He beats it in the head with a rock repeatedly and then mm-hmm. throws rocks at you and calls you a whore. Mm-hmm. He says the word whore he does. like 72 times. Yeah. I think he just learned it. That's how kids work, right? They learn a word yep. and they just want to use it over and over again. Yes. But uh, so anyway, that's episode two of Blues and Bullets. Blues I, it, yeah. and Bullets. Oh, and I left out the scene at the church. As you, yeah, yeah. As you're being chased by a monster, and you're going through a, a woods area to an abandoned Native American Catholic church. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Can you explain uh, that church to me, Brent? Not really. Because I couldn't make much sense. Not of really. It. Uh, I wanted to mention the scene where, you know, the the. The big uh, black dude sacrifices himself. Oh yes, excuse me. Uh, now, and by the way, they make this dude so stereotypically like John Coffee or something like that, you know. Uh, and then uh, at the end, you have to choose whether you're going to say something nice to him as he dies. He's about to fall out of your cable. He's been car. asking for your recipe for your blueberry pie, your secret ingredient of your blueberry pie, because you have a five minute conversation on pie in episode one that you cannot skip, nor would you want to. Yeah. So I, did you tell him the name? Did you tell him the ingredient? I didn't. I didn't realize what was happening right then. Oh no! It said ingredient, and I was like, "What? What is?" That? I didn't know what that was referring to. I knew exactly what it was referring yeah. to. I, I picked it up. I gave him the ingredient. You know what the ingredient was, Brent? Spoiler alert for you guys at home: crushed tea, half teaspoon of crushed licorice. Mm. I'm going to try that next time I make blueberry pie. You should. I will never be making blueberry pie. Oh. So did you, you like episode two better than one? Yes, I liked one better. One to me okay. was crazier. Maybe it's because I didn't know what to expect. I knew what to expect here. So when bizarre things happen, I just thought I liked the I liked the seeing what happened with those all these weird characters later, especially the the kids with the satanic people. Yeah, it's this this whole game feels like you ever like get invested a little bit in a show that's interesting and quirky, but you know isn't going to last out the entire first season. Yeah. So you're just trying to see as many episodes as you can before inevitably it gets canceled. You know what? This that's is? how I feel about Blues and Bullets. You know what this is? We both watched some cooking shows like Top Chef or Correct. something like that, right? This show is that 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 dish that somebody makes where they're like you put 40 ingredients <laughs> yes you did in your mac and cheese learn to edit yourself thank you it's not <laughs> that it didn't taste good it was just like parts of it were good and parts of it we weren't needed didn't need the coconut yeah didn't need the coconut didn't need the coconut or the paprika didn't need the coconut in your steak or dish. the lime zest yeah not to mention the pineapple slices yeah. didn't need it but blues and bullets uh what, 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 out of five blues. points what do you give this episode out of five points and boo. <laughs> I can't. I hate that they call it bullets. That kills me. <laughs> what would I give it out, out of, of five? Out of five. Out of five. Uh, 
three. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. We're on the same page. Listen, we play this game out of habit at this point, right? It's it's, it's five I, bucks an episode I and it's worth five bucks every time. Out of the weirdness of every it. time, yes. Yeah. Worth worth five bucks. Right. Hundred percent. So anyway, we're right back to wrap up the show after three seconds of Blues and Bullets. I need to level up twice so that I can get the perks I need to freaking even make uh, the the beacon I need for right. the you know yep because I don't have animal friend and, I have all and, that stuff yeah. Fallout Four just came out with their Wasteland Workshop DLC I think it's garbage yeah I don't think it's good at I hopefully this will be the weak, weakest one I could have lived without this Did you need Pokemon I, fighting pits in Fallout Four No I I don't I don't need this at all In fact I'm only going to do it because I'm. I have all the achievements. You need the I'm achievements. Going to get all the achievements. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, not if you guys have if you have the season pass, get it. It doesn't hurt anything. It yeah. just doesn't add anything. It's just not interesting. I guess. Come on, yeah, Bethesda. I guess maybe if you were, if it might be fun to do, but and also the people freak out. Like immediately, it sent some of my uh, follow companions back to uh, Covenant. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Covenant? yeah, it's a place. Love it. So uh, I've got to mention the uh, Golden State Warriors broke the record. Real basketball As team. Not predicted like those by me. You did. Uh, 73 and 9 officially. Is this the greatest team in NBA history? Um, if they win the title? Well, let's put that caveat on I, it. I don't want to say that. I want to say, all I want to say is that this is the most dominant single season that someone's had for a team. Yes. And if you think about it, too, they did it in the West where all the teams are good. Mm-hmm. They didn't do it in the East. Yes, they did it against San Antonio, they did it against the Clippers. Mm-hmm. They did it. They have to go to Portland. I mean, all these are tough games. I mean, we're talking about a, a Oklahoma City. San Antonio team that. Almost got as many wins as they did. Yeah, and they beat them three out of four times. Yes, they did. So we'll see what happens come to the playoffs. But you got to give mad respect to Stephen Curry and the uh, just, I believe Warriors. before last year, no one had hit 300 threes in a year. He hit 400 this year. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, here's the deal. Scotty Pippen says he could have guarded him and held him under 20 points a game. So we oh, take him he, at face value, right? And then he tried to backtrack. Of course he did, because that's an idiotic statement, Scotty Pippen. Yeah, then when he realized how silly that was and they were actually going to break the record. Well, and then people started coming at him and he was just like, oh, I look stupid now. Yeah. Yeah. In any case, that is episode 131 of Raisin Brent. Brent. And I'm Ray. And I'm Brent. And uh, this is some contact information. You can hit up the show, facebook.com slash Podcast, or hit us up on Twitter at Podcast. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter individually. I am at Almighty Ray. I'm at Scoops Pope. Thank you. That's good enunciation on that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> that was over-enunciated. Really? That was right on par. Excellent. We got people we got to thank this week, Brent. We have to thank Jeremy Buck in the Bang. Got to thank Greg Lopez for our jingle that we don't use anymore. Why do we have to thank him? I like Greg Lopez. I do too. He's in that Taco Bell commercial. He is. I like him. Let's thank him. So that means he's promoting authentic Mexican Mexican cuisine. food. Thank you. 100%. And we also got to thank... The train wrecks. Gotta thank the train wrecks. We're gonna thank our friend Jordan Monsell, the artist. Mm-hmm. Monsell me some art. Go to jordanmonsell.com or silhouettes by Jordan on Facebook and buy some art. Finally, we gotta thank our intrepid producer, David Knoll. Dino. <laughs> Last place. Yeah, sorry, Dave. Oh. Last place in blank. Just Well, we were agreed Andrew Payne was. I didn't want to say that, but you I did not paid make five dollars. You, you paid me five dollars right to now. do it. Andrew was last place. We all know this. Okay, sure. Why are you changing your story now? Stop it. Uh, anybody else you want to thank, Brent? I want to thank the schedule makers. Yeah, for what? Well, you know, Detroit has so little. 
I was just thankful they still gave you a Thanksgiving game after, you know. Just... Of course we got a Thanksgiving Day game. We, get, <laughs> we invented go... Thanksgiving I Day I say games. within the 10 years, in the next 10 years, that's going to go away. There's a 0% chance of that happening. The NFL away. is the all about tradition, years. sir. And since we invented it really? in the 1930s. Are they? Yeah. Hmm. That's why they're playing games on Thursday night now and Sunday night. And in uh, London. And change Toronto, in London. Yeah. Mexico City. So what you're saying is, I'm right. In 10 years, you will not have it every year Thanksgiving. It might go down to every other year. You guys, you heard it here first, unfortunately. I think Brent's right. <laughs> I think maybe they do like one of your two teams plays, and then the next year, it's they f- every other year. I think there's just too much going on with that. I put, but isn't it, I mean, one, your team has to give up Thanksgiving every year. Yeah. Two, wouldn't other teams like to, you know, win one of those the, the, uh, Well, that's why they added a third. With but the, that's why they had a third game. Yeah, but that's still so. Every sixteen years, are you, get are you asking this? me right now? Do you think people are gal- jealous of the Galloping Gobbler Award? Yes, they should be. They should be. And that's a point we got to walk off. When you off get that on. big turkey leg from John Madden back in the day, Turducken. Yeah, it's a turkey stuffed into a duck with a chicken. Boom. We'll work on that one. It's not good. No. I've never practiced it before. I don't do it, John. Madden. I, I I know. Yeah. Boom. Good night, everybody. Boom. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. Gonna have to drag me out in chains. You always get what you wanted, and then you.